0: The Future of Photography
1: Hello and welcome back to The Future of Photography um, It's just the three of us today, Adrian, Jeremiah and myself, hi there Hey and,
0: everybody uh, Hi Emer, get over your cold Yeah We do. miss you
1: And mm. it's just a cold, so she'll be fine Yeah,
0: No, no panic, no panic <laughs>
1: Um, We have an episode that um, you, Jeremiah, have prepared, which is... Yeah, I think it touches everyone here. Um, Presentation in the time of COVID. So Mm. um, yeah, Yeah. you need to find a way to get your photography in front of people and just putting them up on Flickr, on whatever photo platform of your choice is, I guess, not enough. Because you need to, just stick well, out Well,
2: yeah, it's not just photos, is it? It's all sorts of stuff we're going to talk. about. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because there's, there's yeah. lots of stuff going on. It's a very, um, I mean, not not just because of, of COVID, but there's a lot of there's a lot of real big fundamental business shifts and stuff like that, isn't there? So,
0: yeah, well, I think we, you know we were all inspired by uh, I think Adrian's comments about, um. Was it um, Wonder Woman '85, uh, which had just been postponed to several times? Mm, yeah, uh, but then they kind of locked down the day and date where they will release it in theaters, uh, Christmas Day, and also on HBO Max, uh, which here is a you know a growing and significant streamer. Um, and um, I don't know if they're going to charge an addition or they're just going to use it as bait for people to. Um, to kind of subscribe, uh, but I think that uh, they've they've done the calculations and they know once you do have a subscriber paying, you know, uh, seven to ten dollars a month, it's um, it's pretty sticky and they stay around. And when you talk about you know Disney just within the year got seventy million subscribers. Uh, is it worth taking a bath on the theatrical release of a movie wherein the studios only get back fifty percent on average of the of the grosses? And they did the calculations. I guess they're finding that after experimenting with tenant um, going right to the consumer is going to be at least in the uh, medium term something that they're going to push and accelerate. Um, which is a double-edged sword for filmmakers since the good news is you can reach a hell of a lot of people globally. Uh, The bad news is that you don't have that uh, experience theatrically and some films will suffer because of that and others will benefit. So, Is
1: is there also a financial difference? Like with uh, a concert and uh, the whole thing on Spotify, the streaming revenues being much, much lower?
0: No, I think it's very different because um, people on Spotify, for example, or Apple Music, um, one tends to create playlists, listen to music over and over again. One would listen to the same song, same artists, same, uh, you know, uh, overall genres multiple times. People don't tend to watch a single show over and over again. Uh, And because of that, um, you know, you you need – uh, a business model much the same as as Netflix uh, has created in terms of leading the way um, you want new shows dropping every week so the you know the fear of missing out the fomo aspect of it uh, is that people are always talking about a great show you know even if you're not watching it that you know you will be able to watch it is some motivating factor and when you consider the price point, of, you know, $8, $10 a month compared to cable, which is very expensive in this country now if you're going to get a lot of channels, um, it it's good value-add. So I think people would rather pay a monthly to Netflix knowing that they get The Crown and Stranger Things and big-budget stuff as well as small little Indies um. You know, I think that the difficulty will be moving forward is finding stuff is promotion of that stuff. It
2: is. that yeah. That is interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, and, and I guess this is in part, this has been coming for some years, but you know, there was all that always that thing about, well, if we move to everything being video on demand, what's the water cooler conversation? You know, what's uh, yeah. where? How is it that you how is it that you make connections between people and get that word of mouth about something that's good? And. I think, I mean, clearly the conversation has changed. I mean, you know, in in the UK, we've, you know, we've long had um, a a great, vast number of channels to choose from uh is should you uh, subscribe to we don't have cables not such a big thing as it is in the states although there are there is cable but satellite tv is the big thing in the uk um and that is very expensive as well uh yeah it's 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 it, you can easily be 10 times the price of netflix right you can easily end up paying sky tv 10 you know uh, 70 quid a week a month uh, yeah, yeah. where you'd only hence pay-
0: cutting the cord and that's well, what's yeah yes and
2: it's, it's, yes the metaphor the metaphor falls down slightly when the, the signal comes through the air from the sky but <laughs> yes it is cord cutting of us all. <laughs> um, the but it's so that that's changing that, that that distributions change and then there was you know there was the big thing around mulan in the summer wasn't there Yeah, you know, which is you know disney chose to do that essentially on a pay-per-view it, it, yeah. you had to pay extra to see the premiere but then it became available you know later so that they they tried to create an event around that then there's there's wonder woman which has been postponed one of uh, a whole bunch you know of course we you know who knows when we'll see the next james bond movie yeah <laughs> um, so so all of this is 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 intriguing to me um, i could sort of see a circular revenue for for sony because you know if you don't go and watch a sony picture that's been distributed in the theaters then maybe you go and buy a bigger sony tv and watch it at home <laughs>
0: <laughs> but- well, that is definitely happening. Um people are spending money uh on bigger, better, clearer systems here, uh especially days like uh yesterday, which is called Black Friday here, which is traditionally a TV buying day, um, where you have, you know, O L E D TVs for twelve hundred dollars. Uh, you know, um it's it's crazy. You know, I saw is- an
2: advert on the television the other day it for it was less than four hundred pounds. Yeah. for a 50-inch 4K television.
0: Yes, and when you start to add up the soundbars that Sonos is putting out, etc, cetera, etc, cetera, and a lot of these third-party, you know, you're you're going to be able to emulate at least a bigger system. Uh even a good projection system with 5.0 or 7.1 uh is not unaffordable uh to people nowadays. And it will be it will get cheaper and cheaper because it is well within the desire of the manufacturers to bundle, um, like Samsung, like Sony, like Apple, to create uh, a kind of synergies of technologies and
1: content. Mm-hmm. So speaking, and that of tech- kind of
0: brings us to photography,
1: right? I was just going there because because um, those those big big screens that um, many people now start having or already have. Are those kind of turning into a, a like a pre- premium presentation space for photography as well?
0: I don't think they're premium because they haven't really um, reached critical mass in many ways. But uh, what, one of the things I wanted to talk about is an example of, of, of presentation through the television. And uh, I'll get to that. I just want to uh, kind of create a little context here. Uh, When we talk about uh, how do we get our images out um, as photographers, we also have to be sensitive to what our motivations are. I I think if you're making commercial photographs that would traditionally be in advertising, call it magazines, print or online, um, or uh, photojournalism, um, you know whether it's kind of niche ProPublica or, or or New York Times here, or as we talked about last week, um, or or even Hello Magazine. A, a, a lot of these kinds of images don't seem to suffer from the presentation of online, whether it's phone, iPad, uh, or tablet, and PC. That's the way people have been experiencing, and I don't think uh, those photographers have seen much uh, in terms of, I don't know, latency to pick up their images. Um, I think that with that, we are seeing a lot more stock footage uh, in ads, because obviously the creating cycle is limited by COVID in some ways, um, and in some places more than others. But um, you could turn on the television here and and see a lot of commercials using either still images that have been kind of, uh, you know, um, artificially made to kind of push in, push out, uh, et cetera, uh, or uh, stock um, film that have been put together with the right music and voiceover and maybe a little bit of uh, POV shots and uh, uh, selfies. And and then they put together commercials that way. So, I think in advertising, uh, there is um, not as much uh, desperation to get one's image out. When it comes to artists, it's a whole other world. When you're faced with um, you know the tradition of how images in the art world get presented, traditionally, we are talking about books, we are talking about uh, museums, we are talking about galleries. Um, two out of those three are social institutions. Uh, we go to gallery openings as much to hobnob with our friends and cohorts as much as getting inspired. Often you'll go to an opening, uh, engage with the artists and the community, uh, but we'll return to see the show in, in a kind of a quieter way if the show kind of really rings your bell. Um, those openings are gone. Um you know, I, I was supposed to have a very uh, big museum show uh, in Latin America in 2020. Obviously, that ain't going to happen. And I'm starting to think, do I really need or want that in 2021 or 2022? So I personally am looking for different ways of getting my my work out. Um, and I'll get to that in a sec. But um, galleries in terms of sales, generally it's one-to-one. Um, I just, my own Gallery here in Los Angeles, you know, uh, has a show and uh, and a space. And they said, come meet the artist, uh, you know, 12 o'clock last Friday and I'll open the gallery for you. And it was just like literally masked and gloved. It was just me, the artist and the work. And, you know, there was an appreciation. It was nice. But there was not the there's nothing about the work. That was, that was not great, but the experience of sharing the energy with people much the same way that a, a film in a theater that's really exciting, the collective energy really pushes us to have another level of enjoyment. Well, that's now gone. Currently, I'm not sure it'll come back the way we always imagined it would.
2: It's a that's a really interesting thing, isn't it? Because a lot of those models of distribution are based on exclusivity and uh, scarcity. You know, yes, I mean, you know, with the possible exception of books, which are slightly more readily available. But as we all know, you know, you know art books don't sell in masses. You know, uh, they don't sell in massive numbers. So to experience a show or to experience a body of work, you know, maybe yeah, it, it's the whole thing. Has it been somewhat turned on its head? I mean, is you know, how, how do you present artistically and, and maintain that that scarcity and exclusivity that comes along with with fine art, uh, how, how does how is that achieved when you have to distribute you know digitally?
1: Um, let well, me, uh, let me let go me, ahead. Let me uh, uh, get in here for a second because I'm seeing one platform who is doing a good job at replacing that um, that opening kind of um, thing. Um, quite quite successful in that is YouTube right now with their premieres. Um, they Ooh. have this feature called a premiere where you as the producer of a video um, tell the system when that premiere will happen and then if you have a circle of fans around whatever you're presenting, um, a lot of them will then gather because they get a note from the system, they get a reminder from the system, a notification telling that uh, your favorite artist is or your favorite Producer, your favorite, favorite vlogger, YouTuber is um, releasing something, is premiering something on Saturday, 6 p.m. And then um, people gather in the comments, including the artist usually, and they will then have this communal experience, at least... a uh, version of it and a taste, that's that's taste of it. Yeah, because ob- then they could do
2: streaming couldn't they from an actual physical gallery if they wanted to well but
1: but 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 the premieres yeah and you could make this a stream as well i mean you can time streams you can announce them so um the youtube is is and, and I've, I've attended a few of those which were just regular kind of 10 minute videos that someone was uh oh, putting okay. on but um a lot of fans, and then you have these fans in the chat, and then you are part of that community, and uh, it gives it—it it gave me that feeling of wow, there is a bit more than just me sitting at home watching it. There are other people, and you interact with them.
0: But Chris, the the experience of the work itself, uh, because we could distinguish between the content of the image, which is just the image. In other words, you're not looking for anything uh, as a fine art object, for example. Sure. Uh, ju- just the the subject of it, and that experience online is is powerful. I mean, you look at a photojournalistic show, um, and you know we'll do a show on on storytelling uh, in the future. But but I I think that 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 experience of of being in a gallery, looking at those images and reacting to the content, could be very similar uh, to an online experience. Oh sure where Where it differs, for example uh my last show in l a had very very large uh images um they were you know printed on on glass and they they were you know maybe seventy inches by fifty inches you know you know maybe eight or ten of them and the scale of them was very much a part of the experience of them. Um and so if you look at those images online, I mean they are like wow, those are those are cool, mm-hmm. but they are in no way the experience of actually living with them or being with them and I've seen them in collectors homes, they're very different experiences in terms of how much time you spend with the image, what it re- how the resonance of Color, subject, and and object uh, interact. So that is a, a critical difference. And when we lose the ability to experience scale and and the the kind of feeling of object, we as artists, you you have to start digging and looking elsewhere for it. So so I do think the online experience has a strong place, and that's not going to go away. I think that we are much the same way that streaming or working from home is not going to go away. It doesn't mean all of us will be doing it. It just means that, you know, we may spend more time working at home uh, than we did in the past and how that balances will be dictated by the individual companies. But museums themselves, um, and they're in uh, our show notes, are, are beginning to understand that and starting to create virtual experiences of their own collections. Um, and ICP is a, a good example, but I don't think there is a museum in the world that is not thinking of this currently. Um well, I mean, they nope. have to, don't they? I mean, they, they have they, to. Even yeah. on a good
2: day, they will only be able to get half the people in. Oh, look, I can see there on the screen. There, Chris is showing uh, a, yeah. a photograph of the British Museum, um, and for yeah. anybody that's been fortunate enough to go there, that glassed-over space that is the is, is, is in the British Museum is is amazing, right? It's an, it's an amazing place to be. But
0: yeah, so this is a way of connecting you to the actual building and the galleries. It's not a substitution, but it's more of a reminder. And uh certainly I think it it's effective in in bringing you closer to a uh, you know to the experience. Uh at the beginning of COVID and I think I may have mentioned this in a previous podcast, I was about to go into the Getty and the Getty here is um, I think it's a, an incredible uh, museum, but, but it, its stock and trade is their photo collection and their research. And they have, you know, early nadars and daguerreotypes and salt prints and whatnot that are, that are stored. And you can apply uh, through their, you know, their um, departments to go and look at very specific prints you know where the curators will come and you'll you'll put on gloves and you'll be able to actually hold and see these things mm. i was about to go in and and study some salt prints and um you know when covid locked down so i cannot do that but if you look at the screen now i mean here is um the way it would be if you were walking now it doesn't it it really doesn't take the the experience of being there and looking at the thing um, but it does remind you that when this is all over, uh, maybe you should, you know, take I, a peek. I find it
1: I find it interesting on the um, on the other page here that we had open that this is riddled with ads for buying uh, for selling the Oculus Quest. So isn't that we are, yeah?
0: I noticed that, but by the way, for good reason, right? Oh,
1: for because. For
0: yeah and I'll I I'll, uh, you know I think in part of my my notes I I I talk about that VR galleries I think I have a, a piece of VR galleries um are some are a way to create a different kind of experience now those are individuals at least for the time being the you know, until we can get uh, very, very, very accurate, which is coming, uh, representations of ourselves to move through a virtual space together. Um, I think uh, it's pretty uh, inviting. The Peterson, which I have done the Peterson virtual uh, tour, the Automotive Museum, which I highly recommend if you are ever in town, The Peterson Automotive Museum is a dazzling place to be. Um, But their uh, interactive uh, curator taking you through a collection is pretty fun. And you can really suspend into it because they do it right. And because they're they're 3D objects, they're cars. So, yes, you can't touch the metal, but you couldn't. If you were there anyway, I mean, maybe you can touch the chrome, you know. But you can't sit in them, you yeah. know. There are some Formula One not cars unless you're Jay you Leno. In, <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't need a museum because he has his own. Yeah. But, but you know, another way is the the this museum, which which really is the kind of uh, if if we're starting to think about how that works, um, I think I have a uh, a. Pit, yeah, my pick of the week, which we'll get to later, uh, will be about how to create your own virtual museum and put up your own show. So,
2: so, so can I can I spin a positive on this then? I mean, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's dead easy to get all gloom and doom about this. I mean, yeah, and there's one of those things that we just flicked through, which was the I can't remember the name of the hall. It's 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 one of the Egyptian halls at the at the Met in New York, and and they they, they were showing it as a three sixty thing. Uh, on, on a web page. And I've walked into that room. I've walked into that room through that doorway. Right. And it's it's the one at the top of the page of that page, Chris, actually, the, the photo at the very top of that web page. Uh, I've walked into that room through that doorway. That doorway is actually one doorway. It's not two doorways either side. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a long narrow room that goes away and you you walk in and it's it's a spooky room to walk into right it's yeah you know, it's if anybody that can get to the met in new york it's an amazing place
0: the temple of dendur of it, which you're referring to is that you know, is that what it's called yeah uh, it's a recreation of i mean not a recreation they use the re, the, the real objects that were lifted from uh, egypt
2: yeah and and similarly i mean there are other amazing places the british museum we were talking about before that's yeah. amazing as well you can see you know half of ancient greece and and half of ancient egypt in there now including the rosetta stone which is just sure yeah and so there's for me there's a it didn't have to be sculptures and historical things that we stole from other countries um it could be it it could be just any kind of art and there's there's a real palpable emotional feeling you know to being in in there and I think, I like, think th- so. The, so there's a downside, but then, then the th- I'm thinking of all the creative opportunities as well. To, to, to art will evolve. Art always evolves, right? Doesn't it? It does. Uh, and
0: I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, for, like for for example. Uh, Anybody ever hear the, uh, I think it was a podcast or a show or radio program or whatnot, uh, British Museum did it, History of the World and 100 Objects. It was- oh, that
2: was amazing. Yeah it, it was, um, yeah, it was a podcast series from Radio 4 for, uh, as well. Yeah, it was it, fantastic. It, it's
0: very well worth seeing because they, they took, uh, the curators just identified 100 objects in the museum itself presented it, and did a very deep dive into it as it represents, uh, you know, human history. And Mm -hmm. online, you can really experience, look, do a deep dive, and have a great appreciation. The next time you're able to go to the museum, it will open up a big world for you. You will have a great – you'll never look at that Rosetta Stone the same way again. And so I think there are benefits to combining – our abilities to experience a certain um, certain works uh, that will that will lay a runway to a greater appreciation of you fu- in the future. There are some experiences that can never be created. But going back to the fundamental problems that artists have is how do you get your work out there? And so, you know, social media creates an opportunity albeit a very limited one in terms of image capture. I mean, I, you know, I post on Instagram um, is, you know, is the experience of seeing uh, a little postage stamp of, of a picture the same as seeing a printed piece? No, but it's a reminder that, that, Someone's unthinkable. There's, there's, there's stuff chance. going. On. Yeah,
2: because no, I think if I could borrow a horrible world a word from the world of marketing, um, yeah, you, you need a kind of omni-channel approach. Yeah, which which loosely speaking, at least the way it's used in, in marketing circles in the UK, as I understand it, is it mean omni simply means all right. You need you need to you need to have a, a marketing campaign that encompasses all channels. And that would be social medias. That would be pop ups. It would be whatever it is. And some of those are not so easily available to us all at the moment. Hopefully next year when we're all vaccinated, we'll be able to go back to doing that sort of stuff. But it's it. It's it is it is challenging, I think, especially for fine art, where so much of so much of that experience is about being physically close to the thing and possibly physically close to other people who are also in awe of the thing.
0: uh, but By the way, but those things evolve. What's happening here in terms of film is you're having the birth of the new drive in that is happening. It's happened in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So I I would say that uh, were I ever to have a, a another opening, and I'm thinking about this, is it and can it be effective in a parking lot to rent a massive LED screen, you know, one of those very sharp, and bring people together in their cars and present the work large on a screen. With Q and A, and you know, drinks being delivered to the car. I mean, well, I'm I'm just you know uh, thinking out loud here. Probably a good idea, but drinks in the car maybe not that good <laughs> idea. <laughs> but 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 um, the experience of the photography in an open plain place would be similar to projections. Um, on buildings as uh, experiential works of art, which we are seeing the growth of now, projection mapping I'm talking about, mm. um, I think that someone may build a Netflix of galleries and channels that one could subscribe to. And and with that... Um, I happen to have a Samsung smart TV. It's called a frame. It's called a frame because there's no metal uh, on it. It's a wooden frame. Um, There is a mode on the TV, and I've had this for about four or five years. There's a mode on the TV that allows for just, you know, the cost of a cup of coffee a month to subscribe to museums around the world who feed their works of art and their works of art, for example, a Chagall, just by, you know, I'm just pulling that, out, matted on paper in my living room on the TV. When you come in, and I've tried it with turners, people walk in, they go like, oh, my God, where'd you get to that? It's beautiful. <laughs> they don't even know it's an electronic image. It is that good because you can see the matte size. You can see the imprint, the paper quality, and you have to get very close uh, which you wouldn't normally do, and it's framed and it's sitting there. It's a, and you can do it from drawing Japanese museums. Uh, it, it's worth exploring because it's it's not the same, but I've put my own pictures up there, and I have to say it is a way of experiencing art in the house in, an, in a rotating way. That is really good and they've built in technology so that you don't burn the screen in when uh-huh, you do okay it. so how, it how do they get product? around the
2: fact that it is um, you know that a TV is I get always get the words wrong it, it, TV projects light doesn't it it doesn't reflect light what's what's the opposite of reflect I forget but yeah because you know, normally when you'd see a, a, a piece of art it would you, you would be seeing the light that's reflected off it whereas a TV creates its own light doesn't it
1: Well, you have to to get the brightness just right, and then um, if that combined with with the surface of it, which if it's not too well, if it's reflective, it wouldn't really bother anyone because that's what pictures are in frames as well. So I think um, if you get it right, you can you can match the brightness in the room, and then it will be unnoticeable. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I have never encountered that as an issue. Interesting, um, and it's not like when you're in that mode, you have control. You do not. In other words, you can't increase. I mean, maybe if you kind of really truly dig down, made a universal brightness uh, for the entire TV. But but you, it's not like oh, that image is a little dark. I'm going to turn it up. No, See, that that's not available. I can imagine
2: that that sort of that sort of presentation technology combined with the idea of a, a YouTube premiere where everybody's online at the same time you know that that could be that could be really interesting couldn't it
0: i think at home frames like at home tvs when they are um you know 8k beautiful easy to hang uh wafer thin bluetooth or whatever is available uh subscribing to artists like music subscribing to galleries or museums um, is going to be a, an effective way, especially as they get bigger and more towards the size of the actual work. Um, it's going to be, I think, uh, a new way of presenting work uh, that is uh, distributed um, effectively. Um, I think. Call me old fashioned,
2: but that sounds way better than virtual reality to me. <laughs>
1: You're oh. still not on the on the bandwagon here. You're still, uh, I well, I mean, I've tried
2: it, um, and and fine. Um, I mean, it is it is definitely immersive, but
1: uh, we're not hundred percent there yet. I fully get that. Yes. Oh
2: yeah, no, there's, there's plenty of room for for technology improvement if yes. um, if Facebook doesn't steal all our, our identities first. But
0: I'm one one <laughs> generation away from buying an Oculus. One
1: generation away, okay. Yeah. You, yeah. you mean you oh, would have bought me.
2: the last one, but you won't buy maybe, this one because it's got
1: all the won't. data no, I haven't I've never bought one. Never because bought someone one. else brings out something that is even more amazing. Let's figure well, this out. Well, it's
0: that. You know, I'm, I'm just saying the immersive yeah. uh, 3D experience, which I crave because I'm, I would like to be able to make
1: work in that space as well. Mm. But it's still... It just feels... I I think one thing that is happening right now, and I hope it will carry on after we're all vaccined, is that the pandemic is forcing people into learning new things and into changing their ways. And uh, we can see this with what we're doing here, the video (laughs) production. There's way more video conferencing, these kind of things. And people are getting a bit more comfortable trying out new things. So I, I sure hope that after we can all meet in real space again, that people have will not quickly forget about all this and go back to um, not no. caring about uh,
0: it. Like, for example, uh, one could have an opening in a gallery or a museum with huge light panels of yes. which the work is changing. And we see this in experimental work around the world Uh I think most effectively, I think out of China, I've seen amazing work mm-hmm. in this kind of space. Um, but the, I think the one thing that that is exciting that hasn't changed that we are um, doing a deep dive in in terms of being photographers is book publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, the creation of a photo book, Uh, from blurb really easy to a gravure print book that is very high-end, you know, limited edition of 10, whatever, hand-bound to um, just, you know, print your Instagram for the last year, you know, just click, one click and done. Uh, Artist books are, I think, going to... um, create a a kind of a, maybe a a more democratic way of getting it out there. And, uh, and I think that uh, purchasing books is a good way for collectors to engage with photographers. Um, I'm working on a book now. uh, It will be actually two books, but I'm uh, on one that will have a print inside it. You know, it'll be a smaller edition, but yeah, I've uh, seen that with something.
2: zines actually as well. You know, just am- amateur photographers, you know, publishing their own zines, and and yeah. often they'll be uh, it happens quite a lot in the film photography world actually. Uh, I've noted where where people who are film photographers they'll publish a zine and they'll include in the first however many of them or, or whatever uh, a a hand print from the dark room yeah of, what, of one of the images just a little six by four so, you know just just as a, a token but it's a, it's a really nice thing to have because then you've got then you've got a print that somebody you know the artist has actually crafted over that print yeah. in a dark room and it, and, it, and it, even taking that away just from film photography because you know film photography is not for everyone and um, I've been printing loads more uh this year uh you're deliberately choosing to uh and uh you know just just again six by fours on my little canon selfie printer you know um and playing around with those and they sort of hang around the house and and people like them and you know you can give them to people and stuff like that it's 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 just it's just a a nice thing to be able to do um and even even if it's a a picture you know i mean a, a picture made on a phone right and and played around with on the phone to print it out which seems possibly slightly counterintuitive but it's a, it's a really nice thing to have
0: yeah it's it's funny you say that because I'm, I'm i'm about to embark on a a a test run of taking one of my unreal engine images um and that i Created on the lunar surface that that folio, and doing a traditional gravure print oh. uh, on plate and what so taken from complete digital to back to you know eighteenth and nineteenth or b- before sixteenth century um, gravure techniques. Um, which is where I, I started as a printmaker. So I, I'm always drawn to that. And the same way that I'm taking you know OBJ files and making small sculptures of it, of which I've put up a few um, over the past year. So,
2: so I now know what an OBJ file is. I think I only learned that this week so, <laughs> with, with my new phone because I've been that's, playing with the LiDAR scanner on the phone.
1: That's a great segue into our picks of the week because I happen to know that that is your pick of the week, Adrian. Okay you take it away
2: it is right okay so here's the thing right so new phones have lidar on them at least some of them do and i've been i've had my phone about four or five days now and apart from it being almost as big as 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 the the things from uh 2001 a space odyssey um or it's it it is great it is fantastic and and it, the the step up right for, from from a five year old phone, which is what I had, was just extraordinary. And I one of the things I've been doing is I've been playing with the lidar scanner with a three D scanning app, uh, and you know I, I which one? Sorry. which Which one one? Uh, uh, I don't even know I think it was just called 3d scanner or something like that it's a free one I was just trying right so I'm going to try several of them and then I'll probably end up buying the one that works best for me um it doesn't have a 2d render engine the one that I've tried so far so it's difficult to render out other than through taking a screenshot which is not the best way of doing it but one thing I am interested in right is that you can make these 3d photographs essentially uh, or and and you can send them 3d models to other people yeah with as long as they have a, a an application it could be on a, a full size computer or a phone or whatever as long as they have an application uh, that 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 can spin these 3d models uh then you can do it and i'm wondering what happens in the same way that chris likes to talk about the 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 democrat i can't even say it democratization of photography yeah. Uh, you know, what about? Yeah. You know, we've now got almost the democratization of 3D object making. When once all of these phones get into everybody's hands, oh, and just, I think and some just really wait until stuff we there.
1: have devices on our faces to actually experience them in 3D. <laughs> 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 that, 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 there's some something's going to explode in a real interesting way once that yeah. happens, and once it's yeah, less exactly so, bulky yeah. than an Oculus. Indeed. Yeah. Anyway, my yeah. pick
2: of the week is, is, is in my case, it's an iPhone. Um, it could be any anybody who who is thinking they ha- are these new phones uh, worth an upgrade. And, you know, I've had mine for a few years now, but all the people in in YouTube think they're trying to try to say that they're not for some reason or they're not a big upgrade. Just go and do it if you can make that happen with everything else that's going around in the world today, because um, uh, it's been a phenomenal jump for me.
1: All right, Jeremiah, your pick is a website.
0: Well, yes, it is. Uh, in the interest of Hands Across the Water, Kunstmatrix.
1: Kunst, <laughs> so. Kunstmatrix. I, I insist on a proper German pronunciation. It's Kunstmatrix. Well, you, <laughs> K- Kunstmatrix. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, there okay. you
0: go. Um, this is really worth exploring. Um, I uh, I did a, a just a little mock up uh for myself of creating a I mean they they basically give you the opportunity much like a website uh photo website where you know you choose your your environment uh you choose the size of work and your walls and you put the stuff up and you can move around Almost and it. get a, more of a sense of scale um, there is a way of bringing people in. I don't think there is a way of bringing people in together, but you know that may happen. Um, but it's uh, it's it's a step in the right direction. It, it's creating um, a virtual experience of uh, an art gallery. And um, there's all manner of of architectural places, but uh, there is, you go. Is, is
2: this sort of uh, is this um, what you might call as a, as a service? Is is this like like, yes. like yeah, a, put, any any website? I don't know, like a Squarespace or something, where, yes. where you can log yeah. in and just create it. And yes. I'm, I'm So, what, what so it's available to is,
1: everybody. I am, I am moving that around. This is not a video. This is me doing a live navigating navigating, navigating the space.
0: Yeah and, and go close to an image and I think you can get you know you can really it's yeah, it's, it's pretty so
2: so this is something that is available to amateurs yeah, right it's anybody. not just it's not just an industry tool
0: no and it's not not only that is it's it's not overly expensive cool
2: see I would so much prefer to share my work online in that fashion than I would do. I mean I don't do Instagram anyway but it, that that seems far more fun <laughs>
0: well, it's it's a way. It requires some uh, work effort from the user. Um, yeah, a little that's bit. Good. If, that's a good thing. That's a good, but if, it's fun. It's if, a lot of fun.
1: If you're a gamer, you can use the W A S D keys um, yeah. to move around. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like uh, like uh, one of these 3D games. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I really, have, yeah. uh, really intrigued. Um, do you know if it has a virtual? Uh, an Oculus interface or something like that. You know, I don't
0: know. Um because okay, that but would be perfect. They, if, I mean, you just hop in. By into the way, the if generator. they don't, if they don't, they will soon. Right? Yes, they will do. do right? We should. We should do a
2: TFOp show. Right? Sure, we had we a challenge week <laughs> we last week, <laughs> didn't we? Right? <laughs> we could, what yeah. if we? What, what if we present?
0: You know, a, a, a TFOp all right. show. Um,
2: by the way,
1: um, sure. Go ahead, Jermaine. Yeah.
0: No, no. I was just um, I, I was just commenting on. I I truly hope that this is the beginning uh, of a, a of more of these uh, developments in terms of virtual presentations. Like for example, wouldn't it be nice to have a show at the British Museum <laughs> or the V and A, right? That. You put on. Right? Just take Why all not? those old masters off the wall. This is what it should be. And use that environment, which is just photogrammetry my... uh creation of oh, space. I can
2: get you within about 50 feet. Is yeah. that okay? Just outside the fence. Just outside the fence, of <laughs> the main entrance to the <laughs> British Adrian, Museum. Adrian, I'm
1: telling you, once we have these devices on our faces... You can have yeah. that in real life. You're there and yeah. the pictures will be covered up with your photos. So you just walk to the British Museum and have <laughs> your own photos selfish. on the walls as virtual <laughs> pieces of art. Yeah, well, well, we'll, see. we'll see. Anyway, my pick of the week What's is something yeah. very down to earth. It is uh, practical lighting in terms of um, things like fairy lights. And, oh, uh, hey, you got some new fairy, fairy, lights, love fairy stuff like that. lights especially especially since um all this stuff is turning led and you can plug it into any usb port so mm. the, it, and they're cheap so there's no reason to have i mean in the festive season of course but then there's also no reason to not use them as practical lights i used them in a model shoot with like the model being embedded mm. in a whole big ball of yarn of uh, led lights and um, there's so many things you can do with it just throw them back background uh, use them to light something or um, well many many cliche and not so cliche uses of these things and they are yeah as I said not expensive six bucks or something for a string of 100 LEDs um, they are just falling out by the thousands out of some Chinese factory and um, they are pretty long lasting and pretty simple Yeah. yeah they're good cool all right, that's this week's episode of The Future of Photography. Um, as usual, find us online at TFOP now on Twitter, on Insta. Join our Discord, tftgf.com slash join tfob. And, of course, we are at thefuturephotography.com, which is our website. And with that, thanks everyone for watching, and we'll be back next week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.